The wildfire situation in the north, uh, as we talked about earlier, remains pretty desperate. Thousands of people are now being forced from their homes. I just saw an update as well, Panorama. You know, in the uh, Inverurie area, that also now being evacuated. So uh, it's not just in the north, as you know. That's the thing about this wildfire season. It's been crazy, right? We've seen whole communities destroyed to the north again. Uh, community of Enterprise, by the sounds of it, is all but gone. Um, and, and that's the theme this summer, not just in Alberta, not just in Canada, but as they'll tell you in Hawaii and in Europe. It's been all around the world. Um, Right here in our province today, not a lot of smoke in the Edmonton area, and I took a look at the air quality index. I don't know if we've become used to it, but today's air quality is a four. So, I mean, it's moderate. The risk is there. I don't think we're even aware of it at this point. We're used to the days now where you've got the thick, choking smoke, right? And we're all familiar with that. Unfortunately, it's been happening quite a bit. This summer hasn't been as bad as other summers, but, you know, it's in the forecast. We might see more of it this weekend from BC. So it never is completely off the radar for those of us. Um, Now, it's not just this summer. We've had other summers. So health-wise... This is something that we need to be more aware of. We're going to speak with Sarah Henderson now, who is the Scientific Director of Environmental Health Services at the BC Centre for Disease Control. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. No, thank you for having me on this morning. Yeah, we we talk about it here in Alberta, but boy, in British Columbia, it's been even worse this summer, right? Especially when it comes to smoke and wildfires. I mean, wildfires, pretty typical for that part of the country, but the smoke again this summer, right? Yeah, we've had another severely smoky summer. We've had severe smoke across North America from wildfires in Quebec and Ontario. They had a lot of smoke early in the season, even out in the Maritimes. So smoke has been a story of the summer, for sure. And you know what? I mean, it seems to be almost the reality for us. Like, I don't remember smoke-filled days over the summer months when I was a kid. But for a number of now uh, years now, it seems like this happens every summer. It's, and it's a mess of our own making, right? We sort of created the conditions that created this? You know, it's kind of complex. Um, Wildfire, you know, Canada has a naturally flammable landscape. If we weren't here at all, fires would come through the boreal forest, you know, every 30 years maybe. And because we don't like fire, uh, you know, it, it threatens things that are valuable to us. We've, we've done a lot of suppression of fire on the landscape in Canada for decades now. And that means that fuels that naturally would have burned have built up on the landscape. And now with climate change, we're seeing these hotter, drier, windier conditions. And that's the stuff that fire loves. So you take that buildup of fuel and you add it to those environmental conditions and we do get these, you know, very explosive fires that we just can't control. Yeah, and, and that w- we try and and then we, we deal with the consequences. When, when the smoke is really bad, there's always the stories, right? You know, this city or that city has the worst air quality of any city on Earth. Worse than, you know, the most polluted city in China. Is it that simple? I mean, is wildfire smoke and pollution, is it all just dumped into the same basket or, or are there different differences there? So first, I just want to point out that yes, sometimes we see these, you know, these stories talking about the worst air quality in the world. Um, When we're talking about really polluted urban environments in, you know, lower income countries or developing countries, we need to be aware that those people live in those conditions kind of day in and day out every year. We have excellent air quality most of the time. That is changing in our summers now, but in general, we're very lucky to have great air quality. 
Now you ask, like, is it all the same stuff? There are some, I would say, maybe academic differences between different sources of air pollution. You know, if it comes from wildfire smoke, if it comes from factories, if it comes from cars. But generally speaking, air pollution is not good for human health, and it doesn't matter where it comes from. All of the evidence shows us that. So lots of times people want to think, well, wildfire smoke is natural, so it's not as bad for me as emissions from my car or from that diesel truck. And unfortunately, that's just not true. You're so right, though. We do view it differently. It's kind of like, oh, well, that's, you know, it's like a campfire smoke. We, we We don't put it in the same category of severity. No, we don't. And honestly, campfire smoke's not great for you either. But I think as Canadians, you know, we we, smoke is part of our culture and part of our lifestyle. We love our campfires. We love our wood-burning appliances. You know, it's a big part of Canadian life. So we do kind of need to step back and think, no, you know, air pollution from these sources still isn't good for our health. And we, we have to view those sources in that light. I think we're all familiar with the short-term effects. You know, you wake up, you've got a headache, your throat's scratchy, maybe your eyes are irritated. But do we have a good grasp on potential long-term effects from this? Like, if we're exposed to it, you know, summer after summer after summer, do we know what that might be doing to our overall health? We're starting to learn. So you're right. Uh, From the short-term effects, the evidence is pretty clear. A lot of scientists are now turning their attention to the longer-term effects. And overall, what we're seeing is that the longer-term effects of these exposures are similar to those uh, from air pollution from other sources, which we've been studying for decades now, right? So we know that Exposure over years uh, leads to higher risk of heart disease, higher risk of uh, lung disease, higher risk of things like diabetes and dementia, higher risk of things like lung cancer and other types of cancer. And overall, what we're seeing is that these smoke exposures are also associated with those types of outcomes. And the key message here for me always, is that if you protect yourself from smoke exposures in the short term, you're also going to be protecting yourself in the long term. So it's always just about thinking, how can you reduce your exposure to this type of air pollution? I wanted to ask you about that because we, you know, what we typically hear is limit your outdoor activities, stay indoors. That That's primarily the recommendation that we get, which seems kind of like, okay, I mean, is there something else that we can do? I mean, do we do need to do a better job of, of filtering the air in our homes, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we need to move beyond the stay indoors messaging in Canada. It's, it's a first step, but there's a lot more that you can do to better protect your health. Now, most of us do spend most of our time indoors, right, unfortunately. Uh, But that's a good thing because if we can keep smoke out of the indoor environment and clean it out of the indoor environment, we're going a long way to protecting our health. So not only stay indoors, but please, you know, think about using indoor air cleaning technology, either a commercially available keep a filter or even a couple of uh, filters, furnace filters taped to a box fan. Those are really effective for reducing those indoor smoke exposures. Really and then are, when hey? you're outdoors, they really are. We'll come back to that. Okay. When you're outdoors, you know, consider putting on 
a respirator, one of those N95s or KN95s you might have kicking around still from the pandemic. They can really help to reduce your outdoor exposures as well. Yeah, there's actually been some days where I've been out when the smoke was really bad and it was kind of like, boy, you know what, that that would make a lot of sense. But tell me about these. I mean, I, I've seen these before on social media and things like that, a recommendation. Now, if you just use a box fan and a furnace filter, you can, those that actually works. Yeah, so the, the degree to which it works is going to depend a little bit on how many filters you use. So the, the simplest model is you take a box fan, you tape one, fil- one filter on the back of it, and it has to be a high-quality filter, so, you know, a MERV 13, we would say. Um, and that's going to be pretty effective in a small room, maybe 100 square feet. If you want something to be effective in a larger space, then you're thinking about one of those, what they call Corsi Rosenthal boxes, where you've got the fan on top and four filters around the sides. Okay. But if you go online, you can find lots of different information about how to build one of these things. And I just want people to know that they're not bunk. They're pretty effective. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's good information. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Really do appreciate your time. No, thank you for having me.